What's up, HealthSource? This is Dr. Brady Schuyler with another episode of the HealthSource podcast, Learning From Our Own, where we hear HealthSource best practices and experience sharing from our doctors for our doctors. Hey, HealthSource, I wanted to take a few minutes and, and, and spend some time talking and interviewing, talking with and interviewing our founder and CEO, Dr. Tom Shack, because you know, you guys hear from him in different aspects, and he interviews different doctors and highlighting some of their successes. But oftentimes, with, with the exception of, you know, some of our, our ChiroCon meetings or SuperCamp meetings in the past, we don't get to hear and, and get reimmersed with what the vision of, of health, health source and, and chiropractic and healthcare and, and why he really wanted to, to start this, this uh, you know, animal in which we have now become of health source. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, for the goods and the bads, right? Yep. But nonetheless, I, I just wanted to, to have him share with us and, and redirect us on some of the things that, you know, that helped him want to start this company and, and, and why he continues to keep pushing and driving as hard as he does and, and helping doctors along the way and, and become so personally involved with, with a company where many CEOs just don't do this. They just, it's not common in many industries to our size that a CEO has this much uh, personal contact and touch and, and, and connectedness with many of the, the franchises. So um, first, welcome. Thank you for taking the time, Dr. Tom Shack. I appreciate you coming on. Oh, and thank you for springing this on me just like a day ago. Appreciate I, that. <laughs> I didn't want to make it, you know, something more than just a spontaneous conversation. So I threw together some questions. He really hasn't had much time to plan around this. But my first question is, is just to share again with everybody, why did you start HealthSource? Why did you start a chiropractic franchise? You were not a, a, a struggling chiropractor that probably couldn't have done more successfully in keeping everything under your own control and in your own area and you did really really well clinically and financially before this um, why did you do this well there was a there, there was a number of reasons and and to sort of put it into perspective when, when the decision was made back in uh in 2005 to you know what let's do something on a bigger scale than building my own clinics. At that time, my reality was we had four, I had four clinics, four uh, very large clinics, and, and clinic number one was 300% bigger than the next largest clinic in the state of Ohio. So these were some large clinics, and, and we, were, we were seeing a lot of people with, at the time, state-of-the-art care. Now that's antiquated, very antiquated compared to what we now serve up today inside of HealthSource, but at the time it was, it was cutting edge. And, why switch? Because truthfully, truthfully, with those four clinics, other than Tuesday training, we had them all come in and train together every single week. It, we never trained apart. It was always together. And the training was always about three hours, a very robust, very rigorous. Other than that, it took me about an hour and a half a day to manage that thing. I mean, so it was really a, it was not a hard life um, financially. It was extremely rewarding. Um, and it was, uh, you know, what, what happened to me is I got bored. Um, when you're when you've only got an hour and a half to do you start you know surfing the web you start you start wasting time right um and that's what was happening to me i was getting bored and recognized it i thought you know what <clears throat> the first thought that occurred to me is is why don't we make why don't we build something that we can make a bigger difference because my vision originally was well, let's take over northern ohio then let's go to you know middle ohio then let's go over to to, to western ohio then let's move up to michigan let's maybe move down to cincinnati and let's build, you know, 30, 40, 50 my own clinics and go from there. 
I decided I wanted to do something on a much larger scale. And it, it, it was for this, for this primary reason. When I was building those four clinics, I mean, I, I loved that stage in my career. Absolutely loved it. Was there stress? Of course there was, right? But, but, but I loved the challenge and the competitive nature of it. And, and, and what I saw was what others were doing, others meaning other chiropractors, versus what we were doing. And I knew that our game was so, more, so much more elevated, so our outcomes for our patients were so much better. And I, I know that to be true because when I would talk to a new patient, and I would ask them about their prior chiropractic experience, because as we know, a lot of the patients that come in to seek a chiropractor have, have been to a chiropractor before. It's one of the reasons we only see 14%. The other reason is what I'm about to reveal to you. And that is what I heard more often than not when they had prior chiropractic experience, which was more often than not, they said that something like, well, I tried a chiropractor, um, it worked for a while and the pain came back, or even worse, it didn't work. And I'm thinking, ah. And it was like a kick in the testicles every time you'd hear that, because in my heart of hearts, I know that when a patient comes in, we got this. You know, we know what to do with them. We can give them a beautiful care and they're going to feel fantastic. They're going to be able to do what they want to do, what's important to them. And, and everybody wins. And when you hear time and time and time again that they've tried what they perceive to be chiropractic and it didn't give them the benefits they were looking for, well, that's because the care program wasn't appropriate for that particular patient in most cases. Maybe they weren't a true chiropractic candidate, but most of them were. And so I wanted to evolve the profession. So that became sort of a combo goal. Let's make a bigger difference with a lot more people across the spectrum of the country. And at the same time, let's evolve chiropractic so that it can, it can, it can consume, it can, it can assume a much more higher place in the hierarchy of health, uh, of healthcare. Um, so I found those to be probably the two most instrumental reasons, Brady. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we have for, I was I was bored too, so I was looking for a larger challenge. Well, and and the the one that when I came on board was about the fact of wanting to make a difference in the industry and having a standard of care around outcomes, around patient goals, around primary treatment plans and, and setting goals for care. I mean, those are the standards that we've never lost track of. Yes, things have changed, times have changed, interventions have changed, different mm -hmm. shiny metal objects have come up and, and disappeared along the way. But the, but the intent has always stayed true. And that's what I've absolutely loved and embraced about this model specifically over a lot of them is it's not, a, a, there's no fluff. It's, it's find out what your patients need, set goals around what they're trying to accomplish and what you're trying to accomplish with them, you know, right. your key values. And then let's figure out the best tools and continually keep involving. I mean, it's been a frustration for some people. Why do you keep changing things? Because what we're learning, research, and, and you've always done a great job of trying to help us stay on top of that and leading the way in what is the newest and best. And yes, your paradigm has changed from your original clinics. Dramatically. Yeah, I mean, I remember when we first took a very quick a tour of your Vermilion Clinic, and you said, look at all this rehab. You know what I have right here is thousands and tens of thousands of dollars of expensive band attachments. Yep, coat hangers. Yeah. We had band attachments and all these high level of specific, you know, weight machines and all this stuff. And then it ended up coming back down to some of the fundamentals of just getting the best patient results. Which Why was not? Because things change. And yeah. if, you, if you adopt a dogmatic approach to what it is that we do, then your, your technique, your, 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 your tool, your toolbox doesn't improve with time. 
and doggone it, that's that's the primary reason we only see 14% of the population is we don't continue to adopt evolutions in how we can take care of our patients so that it's always top of the mind. It's top of, it's state of the art, best outcomes. Is there, if we don't, if we're not chasing best outcomes, I don't think you should be in the practice. Agreed 100%. I, I, and that's why I've always been a big fan. And I think why I've, I've been able to, to kind of escalate to this role is because we share that same exact vision. My next question to you is, when it comes to keys, successes, things that you have observed over the years with the, the hundreds and hundreds of doctors that have come through the system, you know, both as associates and owners, what are some keys that you think lead to success? That just, if you could share, you know, I'm sure you can whittle it down to, you know, one or two ultimate things, what would you? So what makes somebody successful? Yes. Okay, it's, it's, I think in my mind, it's very, very, very simple. First, it, it's interesting, I'm touching it. It, it starts with your mind. It starts with your mindset. Do you have a mindset of, I want, I want constant and never-ending improvement? That's the first thing. So it's that mindset, which is, of course, if it's about constant, never-ending improvement, it's steeped in positivity. Doesn't mean you don't get negative. We all get there from time to time. So positive, uh, mindset. Number two would be, um, you've got discipline, right? You've, you're able to do what it is that it takes to achieve what it is you want to do. So, I mean, if you want to, if you want what somebody, if you want to do what somebody, if you want what somebody has, well then do what they did to get it. It's that simple. So it's, it's that burning discipline that, you know what? I know that there's a price to pay. There's a price to pay to be successful, period. It means getting out of your comfort zone. The more that you're okay with being uncomfortable, the more successful you can become. Because if you're, un, if, you're if, if you're unable to accept that uncomfortableness, you've just restricted the level of growth that you're ever going to have tremendously into a tiny little box. So it's it's discipline, and discipline gets stronger and stronger, just like just like a bicep. You keep flexing it, it gets stronger. So I don't care if you think, well, I, I maybe I don't have any discipline. That's fine. You can build it. You can absolutely build it, just like anybody. It's they're not born with it. They build it. It's a it's a mindset. Starts mindset choice then I'm gonna become more disciplined. And there's one more thing that I gotta throw in and it's sort of attached to the two and it's a competent. It's, it's that spirit of competition, you're competitive. So for instance, I, Dr. Brady, I spoke with somebody who was very interested in health source earlier today. And this theme, this doc, she was just, she's on fire. She was a former athlete, gymnast and, uh, gymnast and track in college. And my God, the mindset, she's got it. She's got the mindset, she's got the discipline and she's a competitor. And you meld those three together, unstoppable. Yeah, it's just being relentless, right? Once you know and you, you know you're hungry and you just you're just gonna keep on going. You're just gonna keep digging and digging and digging until you get what you want. Exactly. And, and, and that what you just described is a function of discipline. When I wake up, I'm not awake more than five seconds every morning, wherever I'm at, <clears throat> when I don't repeat a thought out loud. And and I can say it out loud because Lisa's usually already up, so she's not not laying next to me sleeping. And it's real simple. Today is going to be a great day. I always say it outside, out loud, because it's got more power to me when I do it that way. Today's going to be a great day, period. Mm -hmm. 
No, I, I have uh, one of the things that I learned early on in the mastermind group was the power of just affirmations and, and visualizing and creating and then reaffirming, you know, those things, those beliefs that you want to see and feel and, and, uh, and create some energy around. So uh, you, you've instilled some of these disciplines, you know, even in me from the very first uh, Platinum Club that I was a uh, participant in. Right on. So I want to give you one other one, and this is kind of a little bit deeper. What are some of the greatest achievements, some of the greatest, I shouldn't say achievements because that's the wrong thing. What are some of the greatest um, uh, things that you've been proud of that you've seen, you know, accomplish or that, you know, through this vehicle of health source that you can, you know, you know, sit back and say like, man, this is what fills me. This is what I, I'm feeding on. Okay. Um, I'm thinking as you're, as you're saying, it's sort of knew where you're going. And I got the first thing, and, and this, this is in no particular order, but the first thing that came to mind was um, I'm really proud. I'm very happy. I've um, immense gratification for the, the lifestyle I've been able to give my kids. You know, now they're, they're no longer kids, right? I mean, they're 27, 25, and 19, for God's sakes. But um, I'm very grateful for what I've been able to, to expose them to in life. And I'm not just talking about vacations and stuff like that, but I'm talking about experiences, uh, about broadening their paradigms, about exposing them to people, whether I've taken them to seminars and things of that nature, things that I'm most grateful for that right off the bat. And, 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 and so when I say family, kids, I'm talking about my wife, um, that, that, that inner core group. I'm very, very just eternally grateful for, for, for the life that we have had and continue to have. That's probably number one. Number two would be um, I'm eternally grateful for being able to make a difference in so many other doctors' lives. I mean, it's one thing to take care of patients, love it. I still run into old patients all the time. Just talked to one actually less than an hour ago. She called me up. Um, and it, it, very grateful for that experience. But what jazzes me today, since I don't have patients, is, is, is watching the transformation take place in lives. And you know, the cool thing is, is with these, with these cell phones, I mean, I get, uh, my phone's lit up all the time, whether it's a text or it's a call or whatnot, it's usually a text from, from our doctors celebrating an achievement, celebrating something that's really cool. And, and I, get to, I get to play a part in that. And um, that is a real blessing to be able to do that. And those are probably, those are the top two, family and the relationships. Yeah, and that's one of the things that was just shared again the other day is in, in order to, to get what you want, just help another, enough other people get what they want and seeing doctors, giving them the opportunity, giving them the tools, giving them the support, the structure, the accountability to, to help them achieve new levels of, of financial and, and, and clinical success that they were never able to do before this and that you've provided that opportunity. That's one of the things that I would have said. And then obviously that gives you the, the, the freedom, the time, the, the uh, financial ability to do the things with the family, which what it all comes down to is key values typically is you do all these things so you can then you know, bring that home and, and create experiences with your family as well. So now it goes to the second side of that, which is what are some of the most difficult things that you've had to endure or go through as a result of this? Because every great thing usually comes with sacrifice first, you know, whether it's the sacrifice of time, the sacrifice of energy, the sacrifice of, of opportunity, of, of, of opportunity that you could have had to do other things with, but also some of the results of decisions and things that have occurred is this, you know, because I want people that are listening to this to, you know, realize that, you know, while you do 
and put up a lot, you've had to go through and deal with a lot as well. And so, you know, is with anybody that's built something great, they've had to endure a lot of stuff as well. So this would be the vulnerability question. <laughs> no, All right. You want like brutal honesty or you, what do you want? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let me hold on to my lacrosse ball for, for comfort. No, I'm kidding. Um, let's see. The first, the largest thing I had to overcome uh, bar none in my life was when I lost my father and best friend. And, and that happened two weeks before our very first discovery day, two, two weeks to the day. And he was supposed to play a significant role. He was our director of marketing at the time for the four clinics and moving into the franchise role. So that was um, really tough. Took a long time to, to work through that. And now I'm, I'm, it, it's turned for me because there's been enough time. And you know, if you're, if you're doing the work, um, time can, can afford you a lot of healing. And that's, that's what it's done for me. And I'm, I'm, I'm very, very grateful that I was able to be there and to perform CPR on him, although it wasn't successful. Um, and it wasn't going to be because of a, you know, it's, it's a pulmonary embolism. You're not going to CPR that away, right? But I was grateful. I'm so grateful to have been there as my dad transitioned because um, he wasn't alone. And so that, it means a lot. It was very tough to come to terms, to come to terms with, but that was the first major adversity. You thought I had adversity earlier in life. That wasn't adversity. That, the loss of my best friend and father was adversity. And the second thing is much more recent because I lost my dad quite a while ago. It was back in 06. Um, the second thing would be um, probably, and before I go into it, um, I've had numerous mentors who taught me w one simple thing. Um, and they've all had their own different flavor of saying, and they, they said, the higher that you go up the ladder, the proverbial ladder of success, because that ladder is whatever you think it is, right? Mm -hmm. What I think the ladder is, is totally different from what maybe everybody else on the planet thinks it is. So just whatever you, you envision the ladder of success being. Uh, so you're climbing up this ladder, you know, to different things. Maybe it's initially it's, hey, I'm getting 50 patients a week and then 100 and then 150, then 200, or however you measure that, right? And it's it, it, what's real for you is real for you. And I was taught the higher you go, the more attacks you're going to, uh, you're going to be under, bar none. And I can unequivocally tell you, Dr. Brady, that that is absolutely the truth. So it started back in practice, you know, when we were building the first behemoth, the first clinic. And that's an old model. You don't build clinics like of, of that size anymore. Um, it's not the way to do it. That's, that's the way we used to do it, right? Uh, the other chiropractors, I mean, not a month went by when, I, when a chiropractor wasn't turning me into the state board. Why? Because they were fearful, number one, and jealous, number two, because we're building this beautiful thing, delivering great care, seeing a ton more people than pretty much everybody else combined. And, um, and so they're always turning you in and attacking you and inventing things. And it's just like, when I, never lost, never, I, my, you know, my record, my, my license is, license has zero blemishes on it, but there, I can't tell you how many eggs were thrown at it, a gazillion. It was always because of, um, their fears about themselves and that's their issue. That's the competition that they can get more for themselves by shutting down the other guy. And yeah, it's a, it's a total game. In their own game. They suppress somebody else's game and try to fire shots at it and, and, and cut their legs out from underneath them rather than, you know, uh, yeah, we've seen that. And they may feel better very, very temporarily. And then, then I had that very recently, just over the last couple of years, I had, we had some, you know, some dis, a disgruntled few who attempted to totally destroy what it was that totally destroy my life's work, our life's work. Um, and they worked hard at doing it, inventing all kinds of salacious lies and, the most imaginative things. I was blown away, still blown away by what some people, can, when they put their minds to, can accomplish in a negative vein 
to try to destroy someone's legacy, their business, their family, probably, you know, when you, I've, I've dealt with my father's issue, that's, I mean, I, I'm at the, the, the grateful stage and I hope that remains the rest of my life. And I think it will, I know it will. Um, but th this other one's still just a little bit raw because of the, I'm just blown away why, but what people can do when they live in the negative of life, it's like, is, do you see any sunshine? And, and I overcame all that, we want everything, but it was, it was damaging physically, mentally, it was a tough one to overcome. And then I remember what my mentor said, you know, people are gonna, because they feel unhappy with themselves, some people are gonna throw mud, and that's what happened. And that's part of life, it's part of business. And if you're gonna put your pants, if, if you wanna rise, you gotta put your pants on and climb. No, it's, and yeah, I, I, I'm aware and I've seen it. And, and you know, the thing is, yes, we, we've gone through, the company's gone through, we've, we've personally had to deal with some of these things as well. And, and yet you still stand by what we believe in and we're still gonna try to, to provide that same level of, of, of direction, support and care about what's important and persevere and get past it eventually, but it does hurt, it does hurt. No, no doubt about it. No, you get shot. It hurts. <laughs> I, yeah. And then uh, can't, can't imagine, but one, before we wrap up, just one, one, well, I might, it might be a second question, but if you want to share something that, and I know we'll, we'll wrap up here quickly, something that you are personally like either digging into that you, you, you know, put a lot of time into that you, people might not know about you, you know, something other than what people always see, that you're talking about in the professional circles. Is there anything that you want to share with people about who you are and what are some things that you might enjoy or are passionate about? Well, I'm passionate about all things health. I mean, like, so for instance, last night we went home, went for to do, uh, took dogs out for a walk and I went for a lengthy bike ride um, and, and, and then walked the backyard with my wife is where we have a large backyard and we're looking at all the different plants. So she's an amazing, she, Lisa is so talented with, you know, with, with all things landscaping. She's truly gifted. She's, telling me what these plants are. And I've already forgotten what the hell the plant's name was three seconds later. And she'll bring it, what, it's over there. Where is it? I don't know what it is. It, it, and it, it, it's, 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 for me, I'm, I'm passionate about health. And, and, and when I group health, I, I group um, personal development and mental health into that. For me, for me, I've had, you know, earlier in my life, there, were, there was a lot of times when the tendency for me was, was to be more negative than positive. And that's taken a lot of work and it takes continual work. If you want to grow, it, you've, you gotta, you got to exercise. you gotta, you got to do something different. If you want a different result, you've got to do something different. So health is, health, all things health is, is just such a, I love it, man. I absolutely, I absolutely, people think it's all about the business for me. I love business too. Don't get me wrong. I love that stuff. But I, I'm passionate about the health, man. I, I love turning it on. And, and, and secondarily, I get jazzed up when I get texts or calls from our doctors um, who tell me about, you know, the growth that they've had. And growth can mean anything, right? Could be numbers, can be, can be headspace, can be anything. Man, I love that stuff. I mean, more, yeah. more so than anything, I, I love it. Two things. Number one. I think you're in a place now where you've been more open to at least exploring things that you might not have been through just changes, changes we've seen in the field, changes you've seen with, with friends and family members and different types of modalities and interventions. You know, it might not be right for our model, 
but you're mm -hmm. always checking and evaluating, testing things on yourself just to see what, what is something that I think would be great to focus mm -hmm. time and energy on, which might be great down the road, but it's not right right now. And what's just something that I just don't think our doctors by and large are going to ever embrace and adapt to, whether it might have clinical benefit, but you always are getting pitched and thrown and, and checking out these things. And, you know, and that's pretty cool. And then the second part, and I know that it's not just about the clinical success, some of the pictures that are getting shared and, and, and uh, key values. I know that one of the doctors just sent a picture of a big RV they just purchased so yeah. they could start touring across the country and other vacations that people were able to take because of some of the successes that they've been having. It's not just the number success, but it's what is that bringing back home? What are some of the things that they're able to provide for their families? It because of some of the success that they've appreciated, and that's what you know gets the emotional heartstrings. Oh, going, so, it, 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 Brady, it's a, it's a celebration of life. We get so, I know, and for me, and I, I can only speak for me. For me, earlier in my career, it was always about the goal, the goal, the goal, the goal, the goal, the goal, and then you hit it, yeah, and you move on to the next goal. Um, that's not life. Life is, life is is moving from goal to goal. That's where the beauty is. It's not the attainment of the goal. It's the journey because the true journey, that's where, all, that's where all the time is. The goal When you attain the goal, it's momentary. It's very finite. So when you can learn how to enjoy the process, the love of the journey, that's where the beauty comes in, man. That's, and, and that's what it's about, all about. So you were talking about Chris McNulty and his new huge RV um, and taking, a, a, I forget how long the vacation was, week, week and a half. I, was all, I think it was a couple of weeks all over the place. Yeah. And he couldn't have done that a couple of years ago. And this is a veteran and who, he's had amazing growth and he's able to give to his family something he's always wanted to do. And he was able to do it way ahead of schedule. And I don't know about you, man. I, I had damn near just as much fun as if I was on that trip as he's describing it to us. And that's just, amen. Yeah, very cool. One last question. This is just where are we at? What are we working towards as a company? Where do you see the vision for health source, healthcare, chiropractic going forward? Just to, just to rally the troops around. It's bigger than any one of us. Yep. It's only going to be different. You know, it's going to be achievable when we all start moving in the same direction towards a common goal, a common passion, a common movement. Um, what does that look like? And, and what are you trying to, to make a difference with? Number one, the first thing is a three-letter word. It's called fun. You know, we're pulling out of the uh, out of the original pandemic. Now we're in a surge, and Lord knows what's going to happen in the fall. We're prepared for it, but it's been a lot of stress. We all need more fun in our lives. I want all of our doctors, all of our teams. I want everybody to have more fun in their life. And you have more fun in your life when you're more when you're when you're more self-actualized. When you're when you're moving. When you're growing. When you're growing. When you've got love in your life. When you've got connection in your life. And you've got growth. Those three things are critical for. For, to, for upping the fun factor. And that's what I want for everybody. And it is so much easier to up the fun factor when you're moving towards your vision. So, you know, what do I want to leave everybody with? Figure out what your vision is. And don't worry, can, the doggone thing can change every day. But what is your vision right now for like 10 years, right? What do you see yourself at? And damn it, let's build a plan and let's get you there. But let's get you there a whole heck of a lot faster. People overestimate what they can accomplish in one year and dramatically underestimate what they can accomplish in a lifetime. I want to up the fun factor and I want everyone to have, I want everyone to realize their dreams and just have a wonderful life. Awesome. I love it. And it's, it's been a, it's been a good journey and, and uh, it'll continue to be a good journey. And no matter what, you know, there's going to be ups and downs financially, ups and downs emotionally, but at the same time, 
we're still moving in the right direction and you know creating more successful doctors more successful clinics and and making an impact in in, in healthcare and in chiropractic beautiful well I, I hope i hope i hope somebody this brings if this is this resonates with somebody and um thanks for the opportunity i love you brother appreciate it thanks to you. you too chris talk to you soon all right Thanks again for listening. If you want to be a guest on a future episode or would like to nominate another doctor to be a guest, please feel free to email me, Dr. Brady Schuyler, at bschuyler at healthsourcechiro.com.